Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Life Church podcast. We hope you are encouraged, challenged, and most of all, we hope it brings you closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. So anyway, I'm going to be in Exodus chapter thir- uh, chapter three this morning. Excuse me, ch- Exodus chapter three, uh, not not three thirteen. See, I don't even know where I'm at. Chapter thirteen, um, and and we're going to look at a small snapshot of the trip that the the Israelites took on a detour out of Egypt. And hopefully we can gain some spiritual insight from that. And uh, you can walk away challenged this morning uh, with your walk with God. Um, but I want to pray over this real quick and kind of get our minds right. Um, but Father, we come to you this morning and we just thank you, Lord, for your word, God, in advance for what you already have done, what you're going to be doing, God, uh, throughout this whole week. God, we're declaring this week is going to be a great week. That uh, no matter what the, the news says or, or, or what the, the papers say, God, we know you are still good. Your kingdom is not in trouble, God. And so we just celebrate that you are a good father and you love us so much. And I pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so our story's going to pick up after... Wow, we just had a, a bell. That was, that was awesome. Thank you for whoever... I like sound effects. So after the last plague in Egypt, this is we're setting the story frame here for you. After the last plague, which was a horrible plague, uh, it was the death of Egypt's firstborn, all right, spread through, and it was, it was a horrible thing. Um, the Egyptian population was rightfully terrified, all right? I think all of us would be the same way if we start seeing babies die uh, from stubbornness and hard-hearted uh, decision-making that was happening with the leadership uh, of the country. So anyway... So that's happening, and, and, and so after that plague, Pharaoh releases God's people, says just get out of here, uh, and, and they leave with gold, silver, clothing, livestock. They, they just completely walk out of there, not only free, but loaded with stuff. Pharaoh still had a hard heart, though, and he was a wild card in the story. And so what God did, he led them on a detour to the promised land. It's where our story's going to pick up this morning Verse 17, I'm in the message translation, so follow along as best you can in your translation. It says, it so happened that after Pharaoh released the people, God didn't lead them by the road through the land of the Philistines, which was the shortest route. For God thought if the people encounter war, they'll change their minds and go back to Egypt. I'm going to stop in and out of this as I go along, but some thoughts the Holy Spirit was giving me is that I kind of feel like we, we have that same mentality sometimes today too. God's like, I, got, I can't lead you down that road because if I do, when, when the battle comes, you're not ready for that yet. And I'm afraid you're going to go right back to where you were, doing the same things you were doing, acting the exact same way. So follow me over here because I'm going to get you where I want you to go. But right now, you can't go that way. So he says if they experience it, they'll, they'll change their minds and they'll go back to Egypt. I, I want to point out something, too, that I believe Holy Spirit saying to me personally is that Freedom isn't just something that you, you get chains taken off of your wrist. It's a mindset change. You can't, you can't just experience freedom. you got to change your mindset. You have to walk in freedom. Christ has given us the ability to manage freedom. Not live to manage sin, but to manage freedom. We're free from sin, so we have all this freedom that God wants us to manage. And it's a mindset change. If we don't change our minds and how we think, we're going to go right back to Egypt. We're going to go right back to bondage, right back to being the same broken person we were before we met Jesus and our life was changed. Verse 18 says, So God led the people on the wilderness road, looping around the Red Sea. 
The Israelites left Egypt in military formation. I'm going to stop there for a second. They were lined up ready for battle. And their minds had to be ready for that as well. Now we know our battle isn't flesh and blood, but for them it was not only flesh and blood literally coming behind them, but it was principality. It was the devil, the, the enemy of our soul was, was trying to stop what God was doing, but the, they left a military formation. Now just a small little side note here about this road. The reason why that short route was also dangerous and they could potentially have war on this road or battles is because it was still guarded by Egypt on this road to the, the uh, to the Philistine territory. So um, anyway, God, God knew what they were ready for, but I want to point out something as well. Guys, as a church, as we go about our lives, we're, we're, we say it all the time, we have t-shirts. Jason's wearing one today, I think, that says, uh, better together. We, are, we, we feel, we believe that the Bible tells us that we're better together, right? When we're in tight formation together, it's harder for the enemy to penetrate our circles, it's harder for us to be defeated when we stick together because we're stronger, we're better together, right? So God's people left Egypt in, in battle formation, ready to go. They knew what the promise was, and they're following God's lead. So in verse 19, it says, Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had made the Israelites solemnly swear to do it, saying, God will surely hold you accountable, so make sure you bring my bones from here with you. And this was a request that he made back in Genesis chapter 50. He was assuring his brothers that God would rescue them from the, from the land of Egypt. And he's saying, when, when you go there, take my bones with you. Take my bones with you. Let's go to verse 20. It says, so they moved on from Succoth, and then they camped at Etham at the edge of the wilderness. God went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud during the day to guide them on their way. And at night, a pillar of fire gave them light. Thus they could travel both by day and night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night never left the people. Let's stop there for just a second. What I love about this is two things. First off, God went ahead of them. You need to understand that where you are, where you're going, God's already there. He's already there. He's looking at your life and, and where he wants you to go and the plan he has for your life. He's saying, I'm, I'm already there, just follow me. I'm, I'm going to get you there. I'm going to go ahead of you. And he also never left them. Sometimes we can get so distracted by the struggle that we can forget sometimes that God is still there with us. Even with the winds and the waves and all the voices of doubt and, and opposition and fear. God doesn't leave. God is still there. Some of y'all are going through some real battles right now where you are literally walking through fire. I want you to hear this morning, God's not left. He's still there with you. He's ahead of you. He's with you. He's behind you. And we need to remember that. But I love this. He, he, he made a mark of his presence. And it, it's a pillar of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night. He was always given provision, and, and all they had to do was just look up. All they had to do was look up. It seems prophetic to me that sometimes we can get going through life like this. God, help me. God, lead me. God, help me. God, lead me. He's like, look up. Oh, there we are. Sometimes all we got to do is just look up and get out of our own way. Stop trying to make the steps match the way we think they should match and say, God, where are my steps? 
It's like Bugs Life. You ever seen that cartoon? They're getting ready to put the food on the, uh, the, the altar thing, and a leaf falls. like, oh, my God, where's the line? Where's the line? I lost the line. He's like, whoa, 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 we're going to walk around. There it is. So I feel like we, we're live with God. He's like, hey, it's just a leaf. No big deal. We're going to walk around it. There you go. Now you're back on the line. But we can get so blinded like racehorses, and we all we see is this right here. God's like, look, I've, I've given you asking me for signs. I'm giving you signs every moment of the day. You're just not paying attention. There's clouds and fire all around you. You're just not paying attention. Open your eyes. You think God decided after all the, the, the Bible was recorded that he was going to stop doing miraculous things and, and doing miraculous signs for his followers and his, his children? No. No. Sometimes we brush it off like it's no big deal. Oh, it's just an coincidence. Oh, that's weird, you know. Maybe it's just God saying, hey, wake up. Wake up. You asked me to help you. I'm, I'm trying to help you. You asked me to lead you. I'm trying to lead you. Don't go the opposite direction. Look up. Here's your sign. There's your sign. <laughs> Cloud of, of and fire. He never left them. The Jewish writers, later on, after all this happened, they called this, these signs Shekinah. And it means the resting place. It was their way of describing God's manifested presence in the temple and the tabernacle. Shekinah. Their song, Shekinah Glory. Something powerful when God's presence comes on the scene. What's so cool about this Shekinah that was happening, this, this glory that was manifesting in front of these people, was that it also kept Pharaoh from closing in on the gap on the Israelites. He was trying, but he never succeeded because God's glory was bringing them where he wanted them to go. You know what I, th- I think is cool? And, and I'm reading between the lines here, but it doesn't say that a certain person could only see the fire or the cloud. The whole group could look up and see it. Hey, church, you got a word in your hand. There's your sign. You got a word in your hand that tells you how you're supposed to live your life, how you're supposed to treat people, how you're supposed to love God, how to expect Him to love you. You want to know where to go? Get in the word. Favorite verse, Psalm 119, 105. I'll hide your word. Or your words land to my feet, light to my path. I'll hide it in my heart so I won't sin against you. Hide the word in your heart. If you want God to lead, he wants to lead. But I think, Lauren, I don't want to misquote you this morning, but you said something about, you know, he's not going to force, force anything on you. He's not going to do that. It's an invitation. It's a free gift to experience an abundant life. It doesn't matter what your past looks like, and thank God for that. But if we're not careful, we're not guarding our hearts, we're not putting God's word in our heart, we go right back to Egypt. And we're complaining like they did. Even as they're seeing fire and a cloud and they're getting manna and all this provision from God, they still complain. They must be from Southeast Texas, Lauren. All this good stuff's happening. They leave with money and livestock and Gucci clothes, and they're still complaining about where they're going and what's happening. It's like, God, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? But I can't say anything about those guys. I've done that. 
I've seen, I can look back and pinpoint God's done this, and he's done this, he's done this, he's done this. Why am I complaining now? Why am I questioning what the next step is now when I've seen, I didn't know where the steps were in the past either, but he got me here. But we can forget because why we go back to that slave mindset, that bondage mindset that says, no, I'm still a slave to sin. I'm still the old man. I'm trying to put on this new clothes, but it ain't fitting right. It's not going to. It's not going to. God led the way. And if, if anything that I believe God's saying for the, for the closeout of 2020, which has been a bizarre year of bizarre years, is this. He wants us to just look up and trust in him. Just look up and trust in him. Because nobody in this room knows what's going to happen in December. I don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes. But what I do know is that God is still the provider. God is still the one that's lighting the path for my life to get me to his promise of eternal life. And if I can just trust in that, I won't get caught up in all the crazy that happens day to day. They were in a broken wasteland, but they had divine GPS that didn't send you out to a field when it was supposed to send you to Sonic. You know what I'm saying? God's GPS, is, it don't glitch. It's always right. It's always right. God's always right. And, and man, we want to fight so hard sometimes when he's telling us something and telling us to go and do something. Or, or He's like, no, no, God, I want to do it this way, this way. He's like, look, that may be the short route, but it's not the best route. Just follow me, I'm going to get you there. Philippians 4.19 says you can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. That's the message translation of that scripture, and I love that. I'm going to read it again because, man, it's so good. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. We all got needs, right? His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. There's the answer. Jesus is the answer. How do I fix my marriage? Jesus. How do we fix broken neighborhoods? Jesus. How do I make my workplace environment better? Lord, you led me to this job, but this job is terrible. You need Jesus. Uh-oh, somebody's not hitting the nerve now. But seriously, y'all, we cannot, we cannot keep being the church that complains and grumbles. We can't be the, the, uh, the church. I'm not saying like live church. I'm saying just the church. We cannot be the church that Jesus created that is saying we follow you, we stand on your promises until somebody ticks me off. And I'm like, Lord, you led me to the wrong place. We can't be those people. We can't. There's too many of that happening right now, and, and it's not helping advance the message of the kingdom of God. I love how they started off on this journey of leaving Egypt because they're confident. They're ready for battle. They're together. They're looking for the sign. They're trusting the provision. And if we're not careful... 
we can get right back in that mindset they got into where we just look at everything that's wrong or everything that's, you know, that's not the way we expected it and we turn to a bunch of complainers and whiners. Like Tom Hanks says to the women, there's no crying in baseball. There's no whining when we're on the journey to the, the promise, all right? We've got to be confident, confident in Jesus, confident in his word, because that is truth. And right now in our world, there's so many things that, that people are saying are truth and are, are right. I'm here to tell you, church, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, I don't care. I don't care. If I'm wrong, then great. I've spent a lifetime trying to be a better person. But I don't think I'm wrong. The word of God is absolute truth. And if you're looking for a sign, just open it up and you'll find one. If you're looking for a solution, just open it up. You'll find one. Things don't have to be so complicated because God takes care of everything we need. And he's generous with his glory that pours from Jesus. It's in that glory that we find his grace and his mercy that picks us up when we're down. He's, we said a couple of weeks ago, he's the God of the mountains. He's the God of the valleys. There's nowhere we can go where he's not. And he's saying, trust in me. I'm going to get you to that promise. I'm going to get you to that, that place where we can spend forever together. No pain, no sorrow, no tears, but just the joy of the Lord constantly surrounding you as we worship together forever, we love on each other forever. That's what I'm looking forward to. That promised land. It's written down in glory. I'm going to start singing that old hymn here in a second, y'all. <laughs> by and by, Lord, by and by. Hey, I want to challenge you. Where are you in your journey I don't care. All I want you to do is, is to look up wherever you are and look for God because he's there. He's there. In your struggle, he's there. In your successes, he's there. And he's going to take care of everything you need. And I want, Jason, what you need. And he knows what we need even more than we know for ourselves. And I'm thankful for that. Would y'all stand with me this morning? I'm going to close out in prayer. Hey, if you want some extra prayer, uh, if you need to make a decision for Jesus this morning, listen, we got people that are ready to pray for you. If not, I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. And, and I want to, I'm going to say a declaration. I want you just to absorb this into your spirit and just say it in your mind as I say it. But say it over yourself. But Lord, I'm following you with my life I'm lost without you and I declare that today as I leave this place God I'm leaving with my eyes open to look for you in every moment of the day I thank you for the disciples that are in this room this morning God their families those who are watching online Lord I pray that that their their week is so blessed God, that they spend so much time in your presence, they're almost like Moses, just glowing with your glory. I thank you for the signs that you put in front of us, God. I pray I, that we would just really pay attention to those things, that we're spiritually aware of your manifested presence in our life. 
And I also declare, God, we're not going to be complainers anymore. We are part of the solution for the world. And so with that, we carry hope and confidence, and we're together ready to fight back the enemy of our souls. I declare every day in Orange County, God, your kingdom is expanding more and more and more and more. God, thank you for this church family. Thank you for this community and our leaders. And Lord, I speak peace over this country, peace over our leaders. I pray those who are making decisions that affect so many lives, God, their hearts are turned towards you. They're not like Pharaoh, God. They're like Joseph. They're like Jesus. So, Father, I pray that you've been blessed today in our worship. And I thank you for Jesus. And I pray this today in his name. Amen. Well, if you need some prayer, we'll have people that stand around that can pray with you. If not, go and uh, enjoy your day. And uh, if you're staying after the help with the Operation Christmas Child, please don't barge out of here. Hang out, and we'll get started pretty soon. So with that, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. God bless you.